Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. But God offers us something greater than the death of our flesh. He offers us a life that is eternal. And in the midst of that eternal life, He offers us grace to live that life. With Pastor Jay Petty. And when you live inside of that grace, that superabounding grace that God has poured out into your life, it gives you that that knowing that I've been justified, that I'm the righteousness of God, that God redeemed me from all of those things. I'm no longer that person anymore. I'm free from those things. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. That righteousness comes from the very throne room through His Son. It's poured out into your life, and He freely gives it to you because you believe in His Son because you have received his son in your heart. Now let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday sermon. God is a God of truth. And that truth he stands in and he expects us to stand in. That truth. And that one of the greatest things about grace, more than just favor or his graciousness, it is his divine influence in our life. He's always there. He's working always in every in every in everything that we walk in in our life. And uh, in Romans eight one it says, "Therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus." Simply, what that means is that when you're acquitted, the condemnation that once you walked in is no longer there, and God wants you to know that. He does, he does not condemn you. He does not, he does not do any of those things because through his son, he's acquitted you of everything that you could do or have ever done. And that means that you're a free person. That means that you're free to love God. That means you're free to walk with God. That means you, you don't have to worry about whether it's this or that. Many Christians walk and they're so afraid that they're going to go to hell if they do the wrong thing. Simple truth. They're afraid to make any kind of mistake. I remember way back that I seen this guy who would come every Sunday and he would kneel at the altar and cry and repent and repent and repent because he didn't understand what was done for him. He didn't understand what Jesus had done for him. He didn't understand that God's grace was there for him to reign in him and that God did not judge him or condemn him, but he was free of all of those things. And as Christians, we got to begin to realize that if we're going to grow in the things of God, we got to realize that God doesn't have his finger on the gavel getting ready to, to strike the gavel and throw a bolt of lightning at us and going to destroy us. He doesn't do that. God's love is so wonderful and so great and so big. God is. This morning I want to talk about some of the things that we walk through, but I want to talk about more about what Jesus has done for us. See, the Spirit, the law of the Spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death was the, was the Old Testament law. There's only two ways. Let me explain to you. I don't care where you're at in your relationship or not in your relationship with God. There's only two ways. One is under the book of the law, and the other is in the Lamb's book of life. 
You're either under one or the other, regardless to whether you know God or not. And so, when you don't know Jesus, when you're not walking with Jesus, you live under that condemnation in your life. You feel it. It's all around you in everything you do. From the time you started in this life and your mom and dad would correct you for the wrong things you do, shows you and teaches you what that condemnation means. You know, oh, I'll never do that again, Dad, I promise. Mom, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. And you knew what you did was wrong. Anybody ever do anything wrong as a kid? Anybody ever, uh, yeah, right on, Grace. <laughs> Boy, don't we. I mean, even as good as we try to be, we still do things we have regrets of. But when he came, he wanted us to know that he's not a God of judgment for the believers in his son. He's just not. You have such liberty to live your lives in the freedom that Jesus has given you. Scripture says when, uh, when he frees you, you're free indeed. Free from the things that hold you. All the regrets, all the wrong thinking, all the wrong action. In fact, he doesn't even hold it against you. He says you're acquitted. That's what justification means, acquitted. Romans 5, 15 through 17. But the free gift is not like the offense. Very powerful. What is the offense? The offense is sin. You're freed from it. The free gift is what Jesus offers you. He offers you life. He offers you righteousness. He offers you redemption. He offers you a changed life. That's what he's offering you. And that offer just doesn't come off the table when we meet him. That offer is forever and forever the gift that he gives us. For by one man's offense, many died. Because of what Adam did, this death is not a death of, of going to the grave as much as it's a death and separation from Christ. The whole world around us, the, anyone who doesn't know Jesus, doesn't understand God and can't understand God. It's impossible. But, that, but us who know him, we know his love that he has for us. We know his grace. And when Adam fell from generation to generation, men, men died. That was one of the biggest things they, they died in this life. You know, I don't care how long they lived. Some of them lived to be thousand, a thousand years old. But still in the end, they died just like we do. Our flesh dies. But God offers us something greater than the death of our flesh. He offers us a life that is eternal. 
And in the midst of that eternal life, he offers us grace to live that life and to walk that life out and to be the people of God. He's not saying that you've got to do this on your own. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, my grace will be there. My voice will be there. I will speak to you. I will strengthen you. I'll encourage you because you're mine. Even when you go through the valleys of dark places, he's there. It says, and much more the grace of God and the gift by that grace of one man. The gift, the wonderful gift of God. You don't have to do anything to earn it. All you got to do is believe it and receive it. That's all. All you have to do is accept him. Accept what he's offering you. Accept all of those things through his son. Accept the things that he wants to give you by what Jesus accomplished at the cross. What he died for. He died for your sins. He died for your iniquities. He died for your transgression. That's what he came to do. He came to purchase you for himself. He came to buy you so that you would be forever his. And that he could give you something that you don't have. And that's life. Eternal life. Life that is forever with him. I think many people struggle with all of that because they think they have to do something to change their life. Well, I'm going to have to do this, and I'm going to have to give up that, and I'm just blah, 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 blah. When your heart is changed by God, it becomes a natural order in your heart to want to do the things that honor him. It's just natural. It becomes a consciousness in your mind and in your life. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift came for many, resulting in justification. So on one hand, when Adam sinned and he fell, man came under the rule of condemnation. In other words, it was a rule of judgment that God brought upon mankind. But what Jesus brought was something greater. He was bringing an opportunity for mankind to be acquitted of everything he had ever done. To be acquitted from everything. To be free. To be free from the strings that bind you, from the powers that hold you, from the things that captivate you. To be free. To break that chain so that you could understand what it really know what it really means to know how much God loves you and how much he has done for you because for one purpose is you it's you 
No matter who you are, it's you. He's chasing after you. And everything he did was because of you. For one reason. So that you can live with him. And walk with him. And talk with him. <laughs> for by, for if by the one man's offense death reigned through one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through Jesus Christ our Lord. To receive this abundance of grace. This grace is super. It's like a great big supermarket full of it. It's what God offers us. It's more than enough than anything that you could walk in in your life. In fact, the scripture says it super abounds for you. No matter what your struggle is, grace is present. No matter what you're going through, grace is present. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wrench like me. I once was lost, but now I've found. That grace that's present the moment you believe. It's a grace that, that you're standing in right now because of your faith in him. It's like this is, this is your position now, to stand in grace every day, depending upon God to work it in you and work it through you and to accomplish it in your life, depending on the fact that God wants to take you to places you've never walked before. He wants to do amazing things in your life that you've never done before. He wants to change the way you think, the way you feel. He wants to change the heart. He wants to make you a Jesus freak. I'm just kidding. That abundance of grace is there. The righteousness of God gives you a right standing with God. So that you can come into his presence and you can speak to him. And you can request of him. And you can ask of him. And you can depend upon the fact that that righteousness is not from you. It's from him. That righteousness is for you. But it makes you and gives you the ability to worship God and stand in the presence of God and to hear the voice of God, and to be the people of God. That's the power of, of his righteousness in your life. It's not just a word. It has great meaning, and that's who we are in him. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of this wonderful grace that God has poured out into our life. You. You don't have to stay where you're at. You don't have to live where you're at. You can grow in the things of God. You just have to believe it. You have to believe the truth. Jesus did all of this. 1 John 4, 9 says, In this love God was manifested towards us, that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. And in this love, 
Not that we love God, but he loved us first. And he sent his son to be the pleased sacrifice for sin. No matter who you are. And what this means, I don't, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how bad it is, really. His sacrifice is enough. He can take the worst of the worst and change their life simply because of that sacrifice. It pleases God. When you believe in him through that sacrifice, it brings righteousness into your life. And when God looks at you, he sees you through the blood of his shed sacrifice. He said, that person's mine. And when the devil comes to accuse you, he says, that person's mine. Satan, get out of here. No matter what you're walking through, that sacrifice is sufficient because you belong to him. You're his. And that righteousness is sure. That allows you, allows you to stand in the holy presence of a holy God in a holy throne room. Fully accepted and loved by him. And when you allow that love and that grace and that righteousness to permeate your life, it changes your walk. The old things do pass away. The old life passes away. The things you once wanted pass away. And it directs your heart to want what he has for you. Romans 5.20 says, Moreover, the law was uh, uh, entered that the offense might abound. When you look at the Ten Commandments or you look at the law, the Levitical law, the reason they came was to reveal sin. Thou shalt not steal. Reveals that that's what, if you steal, that's a, that's a, that's a sin of stealing or stand of any, any manner or form or fashion. It entered so that man could see what sin is, so that he would know what sin is. But still yet, that was the law of condemnation. That's what he called it, the law of judgment. The scripture says, unless you live completely under it, without violating it in any place, was the only way you could prove your own righteousness. We are not righteous in our own. We have no power to be righteous in our own because of the things that we think, the things that we do, the things that we, you know, it's all around us. Think about it. How many times have you thought something you know you shouldn't have thought? How many times have you meditated on something you shouldn't have meditated on? Dwelled on. How do you know it's wrong? Because the law says it's wrong. You'd never come to Jesus. No one would ever come to Jesus unless he understood what sin is. No one. 
But one thing that brought condemnation released us when we believed in Christ and took away that condemnation and brought justification in our lives so that we were free from all of that, so that we could walk with God. But where sin abounds, grace superabounds. Grace is more powerful. Grace has more power than sin. More, much more power. It has the ability to lift you up out of sin. It has the power to, to cause you to live the life that God has called you to live. And when you live inside of that grace, that superabounding grace that God has poured out into your life, it gives you that, that knowing that I've been justified, that I'm the righteousness of God, that God redeemed me from all of those things. I'm no longer that person anymore. I'm free from those things. And how many times has the enemy come to us and tried to intimidate us and make us feel unrighteous when we know that we've been bought with a price? How many times? See, the thing about the Word of God is about, it's about giving us strength and a knowledge of what is and what is not. And when you know, when you know that you are the righteousness of God, when the enemy comes and he tries to take that away from you, you know by faith, and you can tell him by faith, that's, not, that's a lie. That's not true. My, my Savior redeemed me. I am the righteousness of God. I am. And when we get a hold of that, he says the truth sets you free, right? The truth makes you free. When you get to truth, the enemy has nothing to come against you with. Because everything he does is based upon a lie to deceive you. And that's not what God has for you. So I say, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High abideth under the shadow of the Almighty. When you live under the covering of God, God protects you. It doesn't mean that stuff ain't going to happen. It just means that God's protection is around you as you walk through it. He shields you. As sin reigned in death. That word reign means to rule. It's like, like a king. Sin reigned in every human being from the time of Adam up to Moses, from Moses to Jesus. <coughs> it reigned as king. And it governed every human being on the face of the earth. The only nation that had any way, any inkling out of it was Israel.
Think about what I'm saying to you. We were sold in sin. And there was no way out. We're sold as slaves in bondage. And there was no way out. For no one. The enemy still likes to make us believe that he has, when he gets a hold of us, that he has his hold on us. But let me tell you something. That's the lie. Because the enemy, the enemy, the only thing he has is the lie. The lie of deception. That's it. But the problem is, as human beings, we believe it. And we allow it to manipulate and control our lives. Instead of realizing that Jesus already bought and paid for everything in full. That's what he did. Freed. See, that, that, it, it, I love the next part of this. It says, so that sin reigned in death, so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. That grace might reign through, all the way through, of the righteousness of God in you. It would reign as the rule of your life, the dominion of your life. That grace would be the power that reigns through all of it, no matter what. No matter what you face, no matter what you come against, that grace would reign through it. And that you would just simply know, hey man, I am the righteousness of God. I am a son of God. I am the redeemed of God. I am. It's not about feeling. It's not about religion. It's about life. And the only place it's found is in Jesus Christ, period. Life is found in him alone. And that righteousness upon your life has a, has a purpose to keep you and keep you to that day when he comes to get you. tell you when you know that God God is on your side <laughs> he's not up there with a the gavel get ready to, to uh, throw you into the pit when you know that what he has for you is much greater than anything you could believe that he wants more from you than you've ever had that he wants to raise you up in a higher plane than you've ever walked that he wants you to know that you are free that there's no condemnation in your life that you've been set free from those things, and that the blood of Jesus is sufficient, and that he's reconciled you to, to himself, and he's given you something that no one else could ever give you. He's given you his righteousness. See, what God gives you is what's coming from him. That righteousness comes from the very throne room through his son. It's poured out into your life. And he freely gives it to you because you believe in his son. Because you have received his son in your heart. And no matter, no matter what, what may be, that doesn't change. 
That's why grace is so important in the midst of this. It reigns through all of it. It keeps that righteousness upon your life as you walk. As you live. And as I'm just about finished. See, Jesus knows everything that you've been through. The scripture says that he was tempted in all ways. And he can sympathize with what we're walking through. That's grace. Grace is available even when we're going through it. Even when we're walking through it. He, Jesus has been here. He knows what it's like. And in every circumstance of human life, he's been through it already. He understands it. He's able to help us. He's able to walk us through it. That's grace. And that grace is still reigning through righteousness, even in that aspect of our life. That's the beauty of God. I'm going to finish with this piece of scripture. I could go on. I got some more, but I'm going to stop with this. Romans 6, 1. What shall we say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who have died to sin live any longer in it? If you believed in Jesus, sin is dead in you, period. If you don't come to that conclusion, you're going to be deceived Your life now is hidden in Christ Jesus. What he's done, he's done. The enemy can't steal it away from you. No one can. You can relinquish it. God doesn't want you to relinquish it. He just wants you to know that you don't have to live there no more. You don't have to walk in that no more. You have the power to say no. You have the power to live a life that is pure and holy and clean before him. See, we don't sin. Grace doesn't give us a, a, a license to sin. It was never meant for that. I've heard people say, well, God's, you know, I got God's grace. Yeah, you do. But that's not what it was intended for. It was intended to lift you up was intended to change your life. It was intended to cause you to grow up in the things of God. That's what it was intended for. Certainly not. How shall we who have died to sin any longer live in it? Or do you not know that as many who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him through the baptism into death, that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of, of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. There it is. A new life. A new beginning. A new walk. <clears throat> a new understanding. A new freedom. Everything he did was for us to realize that when we believe in him, there's certain things that took place. That baptism of water is symbolic 
of this very thing, being baptized into his death and being resurrected into the life of God. That's what it means. It means that the old man is dead, long live the new creature. It means that, that our life is going to change because God is in us. Remember, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world because God is in us. It's going to transform our lives. That grace will transform you. It'll change you from where you're at to where you need to go. It'll fulfill every purpose that God has for you in this life. It'll raise you up. It'll cause you. I like that song, Raise, raise, raise You Up, you know. He causes me to stand on mountains, right? He'll raise you up. Christians have this one simple little problem. They keep looking at the wrong thing instead of looking at the truth. God, God in his grace has made such a provision for us and that everything that happens from the new birth on has purpose. Water, water baptism has purpose. When the Ethiopian eunuch saw what Philip was telling him, he, he says, the first thing he said, there's water. What bids me from being baptized? Immediately they jump off out of that cart and whatever, they, whatever it was, the chariot or whatever, wagon. And Philip baptized the Ethiopian eunuch right there because he believed in Jesus. At that moment, he was blood bought, blood washed. He was set free. He was justified and made righteous in an instant of time. He received the baptism of death into Christ Jesus so that he could walk a new life, so that he could begin a new life, so that he could walk in the light of God, so that he could receive the revelation of God, so that he could understand the word of God, so that he could live a life free. As a man of God, as a woman of God, I say to you this morning, be what the Word of God tells you to be. Don't accept anything less than what He has done for you. Understand you have been purchased and redeemed. Redeemed simply means to be purchased. He purchased your sin. He justified you. He acquitted you of everything. He has filled you with His grace and His righteousness. And even at this moment, whether you understand it or not, you're standing in the midst of His grace by faith in His Son. This is all through Jesus. All of these things is through Jesus. It's what the work that Jesus came to do. And it's the work that He came to accomplish, not for just some, but for every generation who would believe by faith in His Son. You can find it. You can find every promise, and every promise is yes and amen. And you can have those promises in your life. Amen. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. 
We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.